Hi everyone, welcome to the Primal Pioneer. I'm your host, Heather Shepard, classical homeopath, primal nutritionist, and primal movement coach. For the past decade, I've been helping people heal and overcome both acute and chronic health struggles, from leaky gut, gut autoimmunity, and cancer, to soft tissue injuries, C. diff, brain injuries, and anxiety disorders using a 100% natural approach. As a former Division I athlete and trainer of professional athletes, I also help people recover from injuries and help them restore their body from the wear and tear that occur from rigorous training. The next few episodes are inspired by a question on my Facebook page, where lately I've been talking a lot about the importance of acute illness and how in many cases, when acute illnesses are approached in the correct ways, they can actually improve health, energy levels, and immune function. However, this is a complete 180 opposite narrative than what we've been taught around a approaching acute conditions and our health, uh, such as flu, fever, cold, and as a result, our entire world now fears these natural parts of health, which include acute conditions. And we fear these so much that we go to extreme measures to prevent acute illness. And these measures are often toxic, highly suppressive, and fuel our rates of chronic disease. So enjoy this mini-series on immunity. It will most definitely change the way you think about and approach your health. Hi everyone, welcome back. Today I'm going to talk about the importance of acute and health. I began to touch upon this subject in the first episode of the immune immunity mini-series, and I want to expand on this so you can better understand the importance of acutes and how to approach them in a way that has serious potential to improve your health. So just to be clear, an acute condition is any acute infection, disease epidemic such as a cold, flu, measles, mumps, chickenpox, strep throat, an ear infection, pneumonia, UTI. These are examples of an acute condition, okay? Now, standard of care approaches these conditions using antibiotics, corticosteroids, prescription drugs, over-the-counter drugs, and also advises us to prevent such acutes by being vaccinated against um, certain things, by getting your flu shot, being vaccinated against certain epidemics, etc. The one common denominator in all of these standard of care approaches is that they all suppress your immune system, meaning they significantly weaken your body's immune system. So, If we can approach acutes, however, from a non-suppressive standpoint, we're going to be able to accomplish many important health milestones. So what do I mean by this? What do I mean by these milestones? Your immune system is going to strengthen. Your energy levels have the potential to increase. You're going to support your mental and emotional well-being. Using non-suppressive therapies to uh, approach your acutes is going to be a key way you prevent chronic disease and children achieve often achieve 
uh, physical, mental, emotional milestones or breakthroughs, such as a growth spur, uh, this word surge, uh, growth and emotional awareness. These things often occur after acutes and and after acutes I should say that have not been suppressed now maybe unsurprisingly at this point there are many people who cannot actually get acutes anymore and what I mean by this is that they if they there's a couple things there's a couple things here one some people just quite literally cannot get an acute they can't get a cold a flu they can't remember the last time they were sick right that's one person another person can get an acute a cold a flu some sort of infection right but it takes their body so long to get over it um 10 days 30 days 60 days three months, right? And this is not actually an acute. Um, it's an, we should say it's an acute that your body uh, can't get over because your immune system is too weak. In both of these cases, it's a sign that the immune system is severely suppressed. So if when we do have an acute condition, the body can produce a fever of greater than 101.3. This is a key symptom that your immune system provides you with. It's like this this arsenal your immune system provides you with to help you get over your acutes rapidly. Most people today cannot get a fever of above 101.3. If we could, um, our immune systems would be much healthier and we wouldn't have chronic case, chronic diseases. So when I see somebody in my practice who quite literally can't get a, fe- a high fever um, or and or cannot remember the last time they had uh, an acute, this tells me that, hey, it's going to take um, a few years to get this person's immune system uh, back into working order. And um, these examples, the inability to get a high fever, the inability to get an acute, we might say, oh, wow, that's awesome. I haven't been sick in years. You know, that's such a, uh, I'm so fortunate, right? However, when your body can no longer produce a high fever or get an acute and then rapidly get over that acute, this is actually a huge sign that your immune system has been suppressed so much that it's quite literally no longer responding um, appropriately. And instead of responding to acutes, it gets preoccupied with treating chronic diseases. So many people I work with who have cancer, they can't remember the last time they had a fever, Um, they haven't been sick in years, And so these individuals with chronic diseases, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, gut autoimmunity, they cannot get acutes and they especially can't get a fever, uh, a high fever. If they could, they wouldn't have a chronic disease. So today, most people can't get a fever, a high fever over 101.3. And this is due to 
suppressive therapies, just we've OD'd on suppressive therapies for our acute conditions, for our sore throats, for our ear infections, for our hay fever, for our asthma, for our pneumonia, for our bronchitis, for our UTIs. We've literally, every time we take a suppressive drug, we, we add another layer of bricks to our immune system. And so eventually the immune system gets to this point where it quite literally stops having acutes and instead what takes the place of acutes are chronic, are chronic diseases, right? So um, acutes are a very important part of health um, when we can approach them in non-suppressive ways. I'm going to give you an example here of um, uh, a cancer therapy, actually. Uh, most people or, or many people are familiar with it. Uh, it's called hyperthermia, quite literally. You raise the body's temperature in an effort to uh, get the body to produce a fever. And if that patient can um, maintain that high fever, they have a better uh, probability, uh, possibility of overcoming their cancer because quite literally the fever allows the body to burn up the cancer uh, uh, pathogens, toxins. Um, and so this is, this is often called Coley's toxins as well. And it was come across, I think, um, uh, accidentally when somebody was exposed to a strep infection years, years, years ago before all these suppressive, like super suppressive drugs were in place and they were able to get a fever after being exposed to strep and that fever, as a result, they didn't have cancer. Today, it's it's much more complex than that because we've had so many more suppressive therapies than than individuals in the past. And so um, treating a disease like cancer, it requires, um, it requires much more than just, just getting this fever through, through a therapy like this. Because a lot of people, I'm bringing this up because a lot of people with a chronic condition um, like cancer, they're looking for ways to heal their body, which is amazing. Of course, we want to always be doing that. When it comes to healing the body, uh, one of the most effective ways to do so, to get to the root, to like literally pull that disease out from its roots, right? Because when we pull it out from its roots, then it's going to leave the body. If we're just pulling off the leaves and, you know, the stems, it's like there's still that root in the body. So if we want to pull the pull the disease out by the roots, um, quite literally, we have to... Uh, the body has to heal in layers because it's been suppressed so often. So the body will create layers upon layers upon layers. So let's say you have strep throat treated with antibiotics. There's a layer. Okay, that's an that that might be an upper layer. And then the sore throat goes to bronchitis. Okay, then that's a deeper layer. You treat it with antibiotics. As a result, the individual gets constipated there's a layer. As a result of the constipation, the individual gets depressed. Deeper layer, right? And then they get colon cancer or breast cancer. And so to heal, let's say that 
to truly heal that colon cancer or breast cancer diagnosis, quite literally, the body has to go in reverse. So it has to bring out these symptoms in reverse. This is this is one huge reason why I uh, use homeopathy because it helps the body um, go through this reverse symptom pattern. So you give a remedy, uh, say for uh, the the breast cancer, right? And so uh, then suddenly some of their depression comes back. And so that would be, okay, so these symptoms are starting to come out in the reverse. You treat the depression, the constipation comes back. Great sign. We're going it back in reverse order from when you got your, uh, from the, the diseases that you experienced throughout your life. After the constipation, uh, then you start to, you have a, a bronchitis experience, right? Great sign when the body's going through reverse order like this, that the immune system is boosting, the body's healing, the body's pulling the disease out quite literally from the roots. So one way it does this is that when I'm treating someone who has, uh, it's it's an issue for them to get acute, so they can't get a high fever, they can't get an acute, right? And so one of my goals for them is like when we can get to the point where your body starts developing acutes more, this is a huge sign that your immune system is strengthening and that your energy levels are are going to increase and that your body is quite literally healing, okay? And so acutes can be very, very important to have. And fevers play a huge role in helping the body to heal because when we get to the point where you can get the fever of 101 uh, or higher, key sign that your immune system is building. So um, most of us, however, we've we've had these suppressive therapies for so many years um, that to truly heal, we can't engage in like a single therapy, like um, a single quick therapy, like uh, hyperthermia or um, a lot of people get hyperbaric oxygen treatment when they have cancer or um, a quick detox diet. It's like we have done so many things to our body to suppress the immune system um, that it's quite literally going to take many years to get your immune system out of that place and to raise your level of health. And this, for most people, is a process. And it's a, it's a necessary process if we want to remove the root cause of, of our disease. So um, I want you to keep this in mind when you're um, thinking about all that's going around, going on in the world today around acutes, epidemics, um, how to approach our health, how to ap- approach um, acute diseases and symptoms because we've been trained to view our symptoms as bad, they're a nuisance, how can we get rid of them really quickly so we can get back to uh, our our lives, right? Everybody wants to get a vaccine so they can go back to normal so they can go back to their normal life and you know there's there's a new there's a new normal well underway um and despite that um that's not a healthy way it's not a proactive way to um approach our health that's actually 
a very lackadaisical way to approach our health to just, um, uh, hey, give me this vaccine, give me this antibiotic so I can get back to normal. Um, really we need, the body needs to be able to get a fever. We need to be able to let that fever play itself out, whether it's a few hours or a day or so to let the body go through that healing process because the body truly can self-heal when we put it in the environment to do so. When we raise the level of health, when we support the immune system, the body truly can heal. And symptoms are your body's attempt to heal and prevent disease from going deeper into the body. So really when you have an acute, it's very much like taking your immune system to the gym. Most people can't, they're not in that place right now. They're not taking their immune system to the gym. And when we use suppressive therapies, um, it's it's like you trying to get in shape but sitting on the couch and eating potato chips and watching Netflix uh, series. So a similar thing. Now, I, I want to bring in this, this point because I think it's going to be very interesting to some of you because there's literally some uh, people, there's, there's, um, some demographics of people who can't actually get acute and if and when they do get uh, an acute their chief complaint goes away and these are epileptics schizophrenics people with advanced chronic diseases alzheimer's ms parkinson's and many autoimmune conditions so I'm going to give you some examples here because this is really interesting because the narrative that we're taught today is we want to protect people with compromised immunity and to do so we have to compromise our own health by getting a shot or wearing a mask or not touching anyone and staying far away from them, right? Most people with severely compromised immunity can't actually even get an acute and, um, when they do, it's not life-threatening unless they're they're basically on their uh, deathbed. So I'm going to give you some examples here. Epidemic diseases don't easily affect young children with severe epilepsy. If the epilepsy is cured, then the person will begin contracting acute infections again, like ear infections, cystitis, bronchitis, or epidemics that often occur in childhood. But interestingly, uh, epileptics don't get acutes. They definitely can't get a fever of 101.3. If they do, they don't have epilepsy anymore, okay? And so this is an example of um, epileptics have often used many suppressive therapies um, young children, you were like, how, wait a minute, the young children, how many suppressive therapies can they get? Well, think about their vaccine schedule and that will tell you, uh, that will have the answer for you right there. That's one of the most suppressive therapies and things you can do to your immune system is take a vaccine, is to get a vaccine. Most suppressive thing you can do. So that'll lead you, that's nothing will lead you to a chronic condition. You won't get acute. Sure, yeah, you 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 certainly won't get acute after you take your vaccines, but you will get a chronic disease. So, um, hey, is it worth it? You're not going to get, um, you know, you just have to think about that. 
okay, also people with severe mental illness, um, uh, neuromuscular issues and deep autoimmune diseases, they have severely suppressed immune systems. And their immune systems are so suppressed that they are protected against microbes, bacterial, viral pathogens because their body is so consumed with treating the chronic disease, those are intense chronic diseases, that they will not get an acute. Their body is literally too sick to get an acute. And this is the point where people are like, wait, I don't understand um, what the importance of an acute is. If you take anything home, it's this. Suppressing your acutes will eventually lead to a chronic disease. The more you suppress, uh, the worse the chronic disease is going to be. And we can also say the weaker your constitution, the more you suppress, the worse your condition is going to be. And you're not going to get an acute, but you're going to have a very severe chronic disease. I'm very curious as to how this all plays out with our current shot schedule. I can't say the word on the air here, <laughs> but how it's going to play out. I'm trying to, to not get kicked off of the platform here so because I want you guys to get this information. Okay, uh, but I don't give a shit about them. So uh, also it's like <laughs> I just want you all to have the information. So let's take people with chronic uh, diseases such as malignant hypertension, cirrhosis, collagen diseases, Alzheimer's. These people also cannot produce a high fever when they're exposed to pathogens. Most have not had a high fever for years. And um, if they did, this occurred before they had their chronic issue. So uh, lastly here, because this is really interesting, just like in alternative Alternative cancer therapies that induce fever. In some psychiatric cases, microbes such as tuberculinum have been injected into patients with schizophrenia to create fever. While their fever was elevated, their schizophrenic symptoms disappeared. However, as soon as they were treated with antibiotics, back came the schizophrenia. So... Uh, what caused these diseases is not actually the disease itself, but are all the suppressive treatments that were used over one's lifetime. Uh, and now the immune system can no longer elicit an, a response to acutes. It's now preoccupied and dominated by the chronic disease. And so they cannot get an acute because they're now your immune system is preoccupied with, with treating and trying to deal with the chronic disease. Our approach to C19 is totally based on suppression, one shot for all the people. It's a total red flag because there's no one-size-fits-all approach to health. You can have, you'll have a, a, a different person, but maybe they'll have the same disease. Uh, however, their symptoms are going to vary. Let me give you an example here. You have somebody with C19. One person's going to have chills uh, and breathing issues, and other people's going to be super hot, agitated by heat. They're going to want to drink cold drinks, right? But in our language, they have the same diagnosis, right? 
And in our allopathic world, and even a lot of the alternative world, one disease, same treatment, okay? Cancer, mistletoe therapy. Cancer, chemo, radiation. Of course, one is super toxic to the body, the other mistletoe treatment is not, right? But it's the same, it's based on, this is the same treatment for the disease. We cannot treat people in this way. This is not a helpful way to approach illness. You're never going to help somebody get to their root issue. You're not going to pull out their, their chronic disease by the roots if or even help them go, get over their acute if you approach it in this one treatment fits all kind of method. You have depression, you take an antidepressant, right? Um, you have an acute, you take antibiotics or corticosteroids. You have a flu, a cough, uh, a fever, etc. Even alternative medicine. You have a cold, take OSHA, echinacea, zinc, elderberry, etc. Right? However, yes, of course, some of these treatments are toxic. Others are not toxic. But we have what we have to look at, we have to raise the bar a little bit when it comes to treating our acute symptoms and chronic diseases. Because we need to start targeting the unique symptoms that each person presents with. While their diagnosis may be similar, so two people have cancer, right? The symptoms that they're producing are going to be different. There's going to be a distinguishing factor in each of their symptoms. I'm going to bring it in again. Homeopathy, different person. Let's say in allopathic medicine or alternative medicine, it's the same disease. So you're treating cancer in two different people or you're treating the flu in two different people. They're going to have different symptoms. And if we want to really help our patients, we have to treat each person's symptoms, not the disease. And that's going to lead what leads us to cure. Okay, so... um Overall, the absence of a high fever, there's going to be lower energy in the organism. The immune system is going to be weaker. And the more and more you suppress, and the longer you've gone without absence of a high fever, you're going to be moving more towards an advanced chronic condition. Okay, The importance of high fever is really huge when it comes to our health to preventing chronic disease, to strengthening our immune system, right? It's like taking your immune system to the gym. The importance of high fever is to literally eradicate illness. Simply having an acute, however, will not strengthen the immune system. Remember, some people can have an acute for 15 days, for 30 days, for three months. And if they could just get a high fever, they would get over that illness much quicker. Um, but if we get an acute and that acute just lasts and draws out and out and out, this is when somebody's on the edge of going into a, a, a full-on, full-blown chronic condition because eventually they'll get to the place where they, they can't even get an acute anymore. But when they're kind of walking this line be- between their their acutes are very drawn out. Um, 
and they have to use a lot of suppressive therapies to even make it go away, the more chronic their illness is and eventually they won't even get acutes because they'll develop a, a, a se- severe chronic disease. So um, the importance of high fever with an acute is the way we strengthen the immune system and the way we prevent chronic disease. And my goal with people is let's get your immune system back in shape so it can start producing, working towards being able to create a fever. And some people that I work with, this takes a couple months. And others, it takes a year or two to get them back to this place where they're actually able to get a high fever. So, um, again, you can use homeopathic treatment to strengthen the immune system. When we do this, when the organism can achieve a high fever you're going to um, uh, be in a much higher state of health, meaning energy level levels are going to be high, you're going to sleep better, you're going to feel better about life, you're not going to have chronic nagging symptoms, and you're going to be able to detox poisons, toxins, microbes that come into your body much more effectively than somebody who cannot um, get a high fever. So, I hope that this helped you understand the great importance of acutes. And if this brings up questions, please feel free to reach out to me on social media or send an email my way at heather.shepherd at gmail.com. To learn more about health, homeopathy, and rewilding your life, subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at sunlight underscore rx or on Facebook, Heather R. Shepherd. that's H-E-A-T-H-A-R-R Shepherd. S-H-E-P-A-R-D, and visit me online at heathershepherd.com.